Welcome to our weekly podcast. I am so excited to come to you again this week with some things that will hopefully uh, help you in your walk with Jesus and with other people. You know, I, I my name is Alan Spiegel. I am founder, along with my wife, to Safe Harbor International Network of Ministers, Journey School of Ministry, and GraceChannel.com. It's our heart to help you experience everything that God has for you. And today we're talking about part two in judging and being judged and how easy it is to fall into the trap through insecurities of becoming a judgmental person. If you weren't with us last week or didn't hear last week's, please go back and listen to it because it'll add uh, the foundation, excuse me, to what we're going to be talking about today. Now, Last time we left off talking about Matthew 7 and verses 1 through 5, and, and Jesus said, Judge not that you be not judged. Now, how most of the Christian community has interpreted that is, don't judge because if you judge, God will judge you. Well, in context of what Jesus was saying, that's not the reality. The reality is, If you judge others, others will judge you. In Matthew 7, verse 1, Judge not that you be not judged. For with that what judgment you judge, you shall be judged. And with what measure you meet, it shall be measured to you again. And while beholdest thou uh, uh, the mote or the sawdust in your brother's eye, you know, the speck, and you don't even consider the beam or the log that's in your own eyes. Or how will you say to your brother, let me uh, pull the moat or the, the sawdust, the speck out of your eye, and behold, a beam, a log is in your own. Jesus said, you're a hypocrite. You're a hypocrite. He said, first, cast the beam, the log, out of your own eye. Then you'll be able to see, see clearly, you know, how to get the moat or the speck out of your brother's eyes. So what did Jesus say about judging? And, and that's what we talked about last week. You know, and we started out talking, and number one, Jesus said, people who judge will be judged based on how they treat other people. Jesus said, people who judge, you know, or, or judge you or you judge them will be judged by other people. You know, in, in uh, Luke 6, 38, we use that scripture, you know, given it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over, says men shall give unto you. Doesn't say God, says men. Now, in context of what Jesus was saying in Luke 6, 38, he's talking about criticism. He's talking about judgment. And he says, if you give criticism and judgment, and the day comes that you have a failure, guess what you're going to get? You're going to get the same measure, measure back to you, except exceeding above that, men are going to give you the same treatment, except even more of what you've been giving others. So be careful when you're judging, because that thing can boomerang on you in a heartbeat. Okay, so the second thing Jesus said, I think it's so incredibly important, is when when you, when it comes to judging and being judged, you know, with what we've been talking about being the truth, and it is, 
You know, we have to ask ourselves the questions, how do I want to be judged? See, it helps me to understand how to judge or not judge other people. So when it comes to being judged, we should ask ourselves, or when it comes to judging, we should ask ourselves this question, these questions, how do I want to be judged? Well, first of all, I don't want to be judged. You know, I don't, I don't want to be judged, so therefore I shouldn't judge other people. The second part of that is, if I'm going to be judged, I want to be judged with mercy. So if I'm going to judge, I shouldn't judge, but if I do judge, I should add mercy. And then the third part is so vitally important. If I'm going to be judged, I want you to take in consideration, take into account the family that I grew up in, the way people have treated me, my insecurities of which I have no control over. I want you to take all those things into consideration before you judge me. You know, people act the way they act for their reasons, not yours. I mean, how many times have we said, well, if I were them, I would do such and such. No, if you were them, you'd do what they do. Because all of us make decisions based on everything we've ever been through in our lives. You know, the way we grew up, the way we were treated, the way people talk to us, our view of God, which influences our view of ourselves. You know, Jesus said, I shared this last time. You know, Jesus would ask the question. They said, what's the greatest commandment? He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind. And then he said this, and your neighbor as yourself. One translation says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, and you will love your neighbor the way you do yourself. You know, I'm never going to love others any more than I believe I'm loved. And matter of fact, I'm not going to love God any more than I believe he loves me. See, we don't have a I don't love God problem. We have a I don't believe I'm loved by God problem because I can never love him more than he loves me. It's always going to be parallel. If I believe I'm deeply and unconditionally loved, I'm going to love God with all my heart, soul, and mind. And that's going to make me love other people. And I won't have those insecurities that use people to try to make myself feel good. So in other words, if I'm going to be judged, you know, I want you to take into consideration my whole story, my whole life. You know, take a look at the entire picture. Don't judge it based on who you are, but based on who they are. To be judgmental, now listen to this, it's so important. I'm going to say it a couple of times. To be judgmental means you size someone up and you write them off even though you do not know their story. Let me say it again. To be judgmental means that you size someone up and you write them off. You don't give them a chance even though you don't know their full story. Now think about it. All right, the second thing that we need to consider when it comes to, uh, you know, judging, what did Jesus say about judging? Number one, uh, he said, uh, 
Jesus said, people judge you based on how you judge others. Number two, Jesus said, deal with your own your own sin first. Mm. That's kind of hard one to swallow. Have you ever noticed that other people stink, stinks worse than yours? Have you ever noticed how hideous other people's sins can be, and yet ours don't seem that bad? I'm not as bad as so-and-so. You know, now, I've made this statement one time. I was was preaching in uh, Birmingham, Alabama, and I made this statement, and it it so shocked me that I said it because I hadn't planned on saying it, hadn't thought about saying it, and Janice really encouraged me write that statement down. I said, what statement? And this was it. If the sins of others, and we're talking about deal with your own stuff first, if the sins of others makes you judgmental instead of breaking your heart, most likely your heart has never been broken over your own stuff. Let me say it again. If the sins of others, and we're talking about dealing with your own stuff first, before you start trying to judge others, before you start trying to do things to other people, if the sins of others makes you judgmental rather than breaking your heart, most likely your heart has never been broken over your own sin. Now, that's a powerful statement. That was, that was a God-inspired statement. I hadn't planned on saying it, but I'm telling you, that is the truth. I'm going to say it one more time. If the sins of others makes you judgmental instead of breaking your heart, most likely your heart has never been broken over your own stuff. You know, in Matthew 7, Jesus called a judgmental person a hypocrite. A hypocrite is someone who's more concerned about what's wrong with others than what's wrong with their self. Let me say it again. In Matthew 7, Jesus says a judgmental person, he called him a hypocrite. And a hypocrite, in context of, of, of what's being said here, A hypocrite is someone who's more concerned about what's wrong with others than what's wrong with their self. So how about let's deal with our own stuff, starting with self-righteousness and self-righteous attitudes instead of trying to fix everybody else. What if we started with dealing with our self-righteous attitudes? What if the prodigal sons, the prodigal son had met his self-righteous brother before he got to the father? He never would have made it. If the self-righteous brother had reached a prodigal before the father, he would have never made it back to the father. And sadly, we see that in church a lot. When the Pharisees brought the woman caught in adultery, And the Bible says in the very act of adultery, Jesus said, 
and talked about it last time, you that is without sin, you throw the first stone. He wrote something on the ground. I don't know what he wrote. You know, I know he's not to read. You know, I heard, I've heard people say, well, he was writing down the Pharisees and scribes' girlfriends. No, love covers. Love doesn't reveal. I don't know what he wrote. But when he stooped down to write on the ground, he wrote for a few minutes. Maybe he wrote about the love of God. I don't know what he wrote. I know it wasn't critical. I know it wasn't judgmental, not even to the Pharisees and the scribes. Then Jesus looks up and he says, "You." they said, Moses' law says she should be stoned to death. What do you say? There's always trying to entrap Jesus. What do you say? He said, you that is without sin, you throw the first stone. And the Bible says that he stooped back down and began right in the sand again. And in a moment, he looked up. First of all, it says, and from the oldest to the youngest, this group of religious zealots walked away. And when Jesus lifted him up, lifted himself up, he looked at the woman and he said, where's your accusers? And she said, Lord, there are none. And he said, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. So he wasn't condoning her behavior. He wanted her to get out of the behavior. But he knew that judgmental, judgmental dealings with her would not change her. The only thing that will change people is love of God. Talked about this last week in the book of James. It says that the wrath of man doesn't produce and bring forth the righteousness of God. Now think about it. We've got it backwards. We think that if we can preach hard and mean, condemn people, preach hard, people will repent. Well, read the book of Revelation. The Bible says in the book of Revelation that judgment, wrath was poured out, and you know what it says? And neither did they repent of their lying and their sorceries and it goes on down you know, through a whole list of things because judgment and wrath was never intended to bring repentance. It's punishment. And thank God Jesus took our punishment so we wouldn't have to take it. Okay, so what else does Jesus mean and what is he saying? What did, excuse me, Jesus say about judging? Number three, judge not does not mean care not. I don't care what they do. What's wrong attitude? See, love, and let me say it again. The third, third thing Jesus said about judging Judge does not mean, judge not does not mean care not. See, love forbids me to size you up and walk off. You know, to, to excuse me, uh, to write you off. Love forbids me to size you up and write you off. However, it also forbids me from sizing you up and just walking away and not trying to help you. You know, following Jesus 
never ends in what it'll do for me, but rather, how can I leverage what God has done in me to help other people experience the life of God? You know, what we experience with God should spill over onto other people. So if it ends with me, while I may experience relief in some areas of my life, you know, in my emotions, I'm always going to feel empty if it ends with me. You know, you some people say, yeah, do you believe in that feel-good gospel? I definitely do. But it shouldn't end with me. It should help other people feel good. You know, I'm not, we don't condone sin. We don't, you know, and, and, and I and anybody who preaches a strong grace message gets accused of this all the time. Well, you're saying sin doesn't matter. When have I ever said that? You know, I, I've got a copy of everything I have preached for the last, man, probably close to 30 years. And you will not find in any of those teachings where I have ever said sin doesn't matter. No, sin will destroy your life. It'll destroy the people around you. God will still love you. But that doesn't make it okay. See, grace is not God's ability to look past your sin. Grace is God's ability and power over sin. You know, truthfully, because of the grace of God and His ability, if we are in sin, it's because we want to be. Now, we may have ended up in bondage, but, you know, we don't get in sin, uh, you know, because we hate it. We do it because we like it. You know, by design, we were created to give our lives away and go help other people find out how good God is and how much he loves them. And, and you'll start seeing the shackles falling off of them. By design, we were created to give our lives away. And in so doing, you know, we find life and life in abundance. You know, one translation says of Luke 6, 38, it says, give your life away and you'll find life given back to you. Not just merely giving back to you, but giving back to you with bonus and blessing. Now, there were three audiences Jesus was speaking to that day. Remember what he said in Matthew 7, judge not, should you be not judged, da 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 But there's three audiences that Jesus was talking to. Number one, he was talking to people who size up others and write them off. Eh, they're no, no, no good. They're, they'll never amount to anything. Look at the family they came from. No need messing with them. That's one group of people. People who size others up and write them off. And the second group of people is people who size up others and walk away. They have compassion for people. We pray for them, or at least we say we are, but we're really not doing anything to help them. I'll pray for you. 
I mean, think about it. How many times have we said, I'm praying for you and we don't do it? How many times? So three audiences. One, people who size others up and write them off. Two, people who size up others and walk away. I feel compassion for you, but I don't do anything. And then number three, people who have sized you up and wrote you off as judgmental when they reached out to you. See, someone may have sized you up, wrote you off as being judgmental when you reached out to help them. You know, um, sometimes people don't want to hear the truth. And they call it, don't judge me. Judging someone means you condemn them. You offer them no hope. You um, look at them as hopeless and useless. You, you uh, can't get through to them and they judge you just because you confronted them. You know, it's expensive to be defensive, about your, especially about your weaknesses and failures. See, defensiveness about your weaknesses and failures ensures that your past is going to determine your future. Let me say that again. Defensiveness about your weaknesses. Your weakness, defensiveness about your weaknesses and failures ensures that your past is going to determine your future. A lot of times people are very defensive when you begin to try to help them. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. You're judging me. I'm not judging you. I've had so many people Say that to me through there. Pastor, you're judging me. I'm not judging you. Did I say you were unrighteous? No. Did I say you're going to hell? No. Well, I'm not judging you. I'm not judging you. You know, I'm trying to get you to see the goodness of God that brings you to a place of heart change. That's what I'm trying to do. But going back to what Jesus said, it all starts with let's deal with our own stuff first. Let's get the speck out of our eye before we try to get the log out of someone else's. You know, helping someone does not mean we have to be perfect. It means we take ownership of our stuff. When we mess up, we don't blame shift. We don't throw it off on everybody else. So I want to challenge you. Again, if you, if you didn't listen to last week, go back and listen to that. Ties into this. And then if you have found yourself being a judgmental person, criticizing, picking on people's failures, talking about how rotten they are. Just stop it in Jesus' name. 
Repent, which means change your mind. Treat others the way you want them to treat you. Were you to have a failure? But based on how you treat others, it's going to determine how they treat you. So judging and being judged, we all experience it. We're all tempted to judge. But sometimes you just got to put the brakes on and say, "Uh uh-uh, I'm not going down that path. One day down the road, if you have a failure and you've been judgmental and critical, that's coming back to you. Not from God, but from people. God loves you. I love you. And I pray you'll join us again next week. Share this with your friends. You know, sign up for our podcast on your podcast platform. Go to our YouTube channel. Subscribe. And if you want to watch the videos of these messages, and and I'm telling you, as we apply the Word of God into our lives, life's going to get a lot better. Blessings to you today.